This is Black Wall Street Chronicles, and we're back at it again. Uh, I'm Jeffrey Frazier. I'm I your host. Um, today is going to be a good episode. Uh, I'm going to talk about uh, Jeffrey Upstein, his wife, and the list on everybody who was on his plane. And I'm going to briefly talk about the Nick Cannon controversy. All right, before we get started, let's go with some church announcements. I have not yet signed my podcast on IMBD. Uh, I've been busy because I'm an essential worker with the COVID-19 epidemic. Um, uh, it's really hard to get things done where you're in quarantine. You know, you mentally have to organize yourself and figure things out. But uh, it's coming very soon. My podcast is going to be registered as a television show on IMBD. And that is a, um, a website for celebrity culture. Uh, that website is used to basically give a resume of all the producers, all the directors, and all the actors uh, credit. Uh, uh, shows the list of everything that they worked on. So I'm going to sign off for IMBD as a producer. Wish me luck. Uh, please follow me on my Instagram, BlackKage840. Please also follow me on my YouTube, which is Pain308TV. And you can also follow me at Ghetto Calvacade. You follow me on Twitter at GhettoCalvacade.com. All right, so let's get started. Uh, first off, I would like to send my condolences to Naya Rivera, her four-year-old son, and her family. Um, Naya Rivera is a very beautiful Hispanic woman who was on Glee, and she died because uh, of an accident. She accidentally drowned, possibly by trying to save her four-year-old son. Who knows? Um... The first time I see Naya Rivera on TV is when Naya Rivera, yeah, the first person that put Naya Rivera on TV was the great comedian Red Fox. A lot of people don't know that. And she was like real young. She had to be like five years old when Red Fox put her on TV. She was a very cute little girl. Um, you also seen her as a Richie's friend in Family Matters. You also seen her as uh, on... Uh, on Smart Guy. Uh, and one of my favorite Naya Rivera moments is when she did the cover of Smooth Criminal. When her and Grant Gustin, the guy who later was on The Flash, was on the Glee. And they did a cover of Smooth Criminal. You actually can see it on YouTube. And while they were singing, you had the guy who uh, does the two cellos. That did the cover of Smooth Criminal with two cellos. Yeah, so my condolences to that family. So, let's get started on the episode today. Uh, we're going to talk about Jeffrey Epstein, and we're going to talk about his wife first, and then we're going to go to what I feel in the Nick Cannon controversy because it kind the Nick Cannon controversy uh, ties on what the purpose of the podcast is supposed to be on how we as Black people really need to build our own business and not really do business with other entities, and why Nick Cannon basically. 
um, Nick Cannon basically was talking out of his ass and how he got, you know, now he has to fight for, he has to fight Viacom for the stuff that he is supposedly on. Alright, so, let's get to it. So, I'm gonna type up Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. Jeffrey Edward Epstein was an American financer, socialite, and convicted sex offender. He began his professional life as a teacher, but then switched to the banking and finance sector in various roles, working with Bear Stearns before forming his own firm. He developed an elite social circle and procured many women, including underage girls, who were then sexually abused by Epstein and some of his contacts. In 2005, police in Palm Beach, Florida, began investigating Upstein after a parent complained that he had sexually abused her 14-year-old daughter. Epstein pleaded guilty and was convicted in 2008 by a Florida state court of procuring an underage girl for prostitution and, and of soliciting a prostitute. He served almost 13 months in custody, but with an extensive work release. He was convicted of only these two crimes as part of a controversial plea deal. Federal officers had identified 36 girls, some as young as 14 years old, who Epstein had allegedly sexually abused. Epstein was alleged arrested again on July 6, 2019, on federal charges for the sex trafficking of minors in Florida and New York. He died in his jail cell on August 10, 2019. The medical examiner ruled the death a suicide. Epstein lawyers have distributed the following, and there has been significant public skepticism about the true cause of his death. Since his death precluded the possibility of pursuing criminal charges, a judge dismissed all criminal charges on August 29, 2019. Epstein had a decades-long associated with Glisland Maxwell, who was faced persistent allegations of procuring and sexually trafficking underage girls for Epstein, which led to an arrest by the FBI on July 2, 2020. Epstein also maintained a years-long friendship with Prince Andrew, Duke of York, who resigned for royal duties over his time to Epstein. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about his early life. Epstein started working in September 1974 as a physics and mathematics teacher for teens at the Dalton School on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Donna Barr, who served as the headmaster until June 1974, was known to have made se several unconventional recruitments at the time, although it is unclear whether he had direct role in hiring Epstein. Three months after the bar's departure, Epstein began to teach at the exclusive pirate school despite his lack of credentials. Epstein allegedly showed inappropriate behavior towards underage students at the time. He began acquainted with Alan Greenberg, the chief executive officer of Bear Stearns, whose son and daughter was going to the school. Greensburg daughter Leanne Cubbell pointed to a parent-teacher's conference where Epstein influenced another Dalton parent into advocating for him to Greenberg. In June 1976, Elpson was dismissed for Dalton for poor performance. Greenberg offered him a job at Bear Stearns. Okay. 
Epstein joined Bear Stearns in 1976 as a low-level junior assistant to a Floyd trader. He swiftly moved up to become an options trader, working in a special products division and then advised the bank's wealthiest clients such as Stergram, President Edgar Brofman, and tax mitigation strategies. Jimmy Kane, the bank's later chief executive order, praised Epstein's skill with wealthy clients and complex products. In 1984, years after joining Bear Sons, Epstein became a limited partner. In 1981, he was asked to leave Bear Stearns for, according to his sworn testimony, being guilty of a Reg D violation. All the, even though Epstein departed abruptly, he remained close to Kane and Greenberg and was a client of Bear Stearns until it collapsed in 2008. Financial Consulting August 1981, Epstein funded his own counseling firm, Intercontinental Assets Group, Incorporated, which he assisted clients in recovering stolen money from a fraudulent brokers and lawyers. Epstein described his work at the time as being a high-level bounty hunter. He told friends that he worked sometimes as a consultant for governments and the very wealthy to recover in blizzled funds. While at other times he worked for clients who have embezzled funds, Spanish actress and heiress Anya Algarbon was one such wealthy client who Epstein helped in 1982 to recover her father's millions in lost investments, which had disappeared when Drysdale government securities collapsed because of fraud. Epstein also stated to some people at the time that he was an intelligence agent. During the 1980s, Epstein possessed an Austrian passport that had his photo but a false name. The passport showed his place of residence in Saudi Arabia. Investigative journalist Vicki Ward said that she was told in 2017 by a former Seymour White House official that U.S. Florida District Attorney Alexander Acostia who handled Espine's criminal case in 2008, said to Trump transition interviewers, I was told Espine belonged to an intelligence and leave it alone, and that Epstein was above his pay grade. During the period, one of Espine's clients was a Saudi Arabian businessman, Agnan Kohagai. Sorry if I'm pronouncing his, wrong, his name wrong who was the middleman in transferring American weapons from Israel to Iran as part of the Iran-Contra affair in the 1980s. Kosh Haggai was one of the seven defense contractors that he knew. In the mid-1980s, Epstein traveled multiple times between the United States, Europe, and Southeast Asia. While in London, Epstein met Stephen Hulsberg. They have been introduced to Douglas Lease, a defense contractor, and John Mitchell, the former U.S. Attorney General. Tower's Financial Corporation Stephen Hoffenberg hired Epstein in 1987 as the consultant for Tower's Financial Corporation, unaffiliated with the company of the same name founded in 1998 and acquired by Old National Bank Court in 2014. A collection agency that bought debts people owed to the hospitals, bank, and phone companies. Hoffensburg set Epstein up in the office in the Villard Houses in Manhattan and paid them $25,000 per month for his consulting work. Hoffenberg and Epstein then refashed 
themselves as corporate raiders using Tower Financial as their raiding vessel. One of Upstein's first assignments for Hoffenberg was to implement that what turned out to be an unsuccessful bid to take over Pan-American World Airways in 1987. A similar unsuccessful bid in 1988 was made to take over Emory Air Freight Corp. During this period, Hoffenberg and Epstein worked closely together and traveled everywhere on Hoffenberg private jet. In 1993, Tabo's Financial Corporation imploded as one of the biggest Ponzi schemes in American history, losing its investors over $450 million, equivalent to $796,441 in 2019. In court documents, Hoffenberg claimed that Epstein was intimately involved in the scheme. Epstein left the company by 1989 before it collapsed and was never changed for being involved with the massive investor fraud it committed. It is known if Epstein acquired any stolen fronts for the Towers Ponzi scheme. In 1998, while Epstein was consulting for Hoffenberg, he founded his own financial management firm, J. Epstein & Company. The company was said by Epstein to have been formed to manage the assets of clients with more than one billion in net worth although others have expressed skepticism that he was this restrictive in the clients he took the only publicly known billionaire client of epstein was lexi wexner a chairman and ceo of l brands formerly the limited incorporated and victoria's secret in 1986, Epstein went Wexner through their mutual acquaintances, and Sheriff Executive Robin Meister and his wife in Palm Beach, Florida. A year later, Epstein became Wexner's financial advisor and served as his right-hand man. Within the year, Epstein has sorted out Wexner's entangled finances. In July 1991, Wexner granted Epstein full power of attorney over his affairs. The power of attorney allowed Epstein to hire people, sign checks, buy and sell properties, borrow money, and do anything else of a legally bonding nature on Wexner's behalf. By 1995, Epstein was a director of the Wexner Foundation and Wexner Heritage Fund. He was also the president of Wexner Property, which developed part of the town of New Albany outside of Columbus, Ohio, where Wexner lived. Epstein made millions in fees by managing Wexner financial affairs. Although never employed by L Brands, he corresponded frequently with the company's executives. Epstein offered attended Victoria's Secret fashion shows and hosted the models at his New York City home, as well as helping aspiring models get work with the company. 1996, Epstein changed the name of his firm to the Financial Trust Company and for tax advantages, based it on the island of St. Jamas in the Virgin Islands. By relocating to the U.S. Virgin Islands, Epstein was able to reduce federal income taxes by 90%. The U.S. Virgin Islands acted as an off tax haven, while at the same time offering the advantage of being part of the United States banking system. In 2003, Epstein being to acquire New York Magazine. Other bidders included advertising executive Donnie Douche, investor Nelson Peltz, media mogul, and New York Daily News publisher Mortimer Zuckerman. 
and film producer Harvey Weinstein. The ultimate buyer was Bruce Wasserstein, a longtime Wall Street investment banker who pays U.S. $55 million. Hmm. So he outbidded Donnie Deutsch, Nelson Pops, Mormoner Zuckerman, and film producer Harvey Weinstein. But he lost to Bruce Wasserman, a longtime Wall Street investment gager who paid $55 million. 2004, Espine and Zuckerman com committed up to U.S. $25 million to finance Radar, a celebrity and pop culture magazine founded by Mirzir Razan. Epstein and Zuckerman were equal partners in Venture Rosin as the editor-in-chief retained a small ownership stake. It folded after three issues. Epstein was the president of the company Liquid Funding Limited between 2000 and 2007. The company was an early pioneer in expanding the kind of debt that could be accepted or repurchased on a repo market, which involved lenders giving money to borrower exchange for securities that the borrower then agrees to buy back and agreed upon later in price. The innovation of liquid funding and other companies was that instead of having stocks and bonds as the underlying securities, it had commercial mortgages and investment-grade residential mortgages bundling into complex securities as underlying security. Liquid funding was intentionally 40% owned by Bear Stearns. Through the help of the credit rating agencies, Standard & Poor's, Filch Ratings, and Moody's Investor Service, the new bundled securities were able to create it for companies so they can get a gold-plated AAA rating. The implosion of such complex securities because of their inaccurate ratings led to the collapse of Bear Stearns in March 2008 and set in motion of the financial crisis of 2007-2008 and the subsequent Great Recession. If liquid funding was left holding large amounts of such securities as collateral, it could have lost large amounts of money. Suck up the investments. Hedge funds. Epstein invented 80 million between 2005 and 2002 and 2005 in the DB's firm's special opportunities hedge fund. In November 2006, Epstein, while under federal investigation for sex crimes, attempted to redeem his investment at he in form of accounting irregularities in the fund. By this time, his investment had grown to 140 million. Sowern refused to redeem the investment. So we're worried that Epstein's redemption could cause a run on the bank on a hedge fund. It is unknown how much Epstein personally lost when the fund was wound down in 2008. In 2006, Epstein, a month after the federal legation of him began, invested $57 million in Burr Stern's high-grade structured credit strategies, Advanced Ledger's hedge fund. This fund was highly leveraged in mortgage-backed collateral's debt obligations. On April 18, 2007, an investor in a fund who had $57 million invested discussed redeeming his investment. At this time, the fund had a leverage ratio of 17-1, which meant for every billion dollar invested, there was $17 of borrow funds. Therefore, the redemption of his investment would have been equivalent to removing $1 billion from the thinly traded CDO market.
The selling of CDO assets to meet the redemptions that the month began with pricing process and general freeze in the CDO market. The repricing of the CDO assets caused the collapse of the fund three months later in July. The eventual collapse of Bear Stearns in March 2008. It is likely SP lost most of its investment but it is not known how much was his. By the time that Bear Stearns' firm began to fall in May 2007, Epstein had begun to negotiate a plea deal with the U.S. Attorney Offices concerning imminent charges for sex with minors. In August 2007, a month after the fund collapsed, the U.S. Attorney in Miami, Alexander Okolska, entered the direct discussions about the plea agreement. Okolska brokered a lenient deal, according to him, because he had been ordered by higher government officials, who told him that Epstein was an individual of importance to the government. As part of the negotiations, according to the Miami Herald, Epstein provided unspecific information to the Florida federal prosecutors for a more lenient sentence. This was supposedly an unnamed key witness for the New York federal prosecutors in a successful June 2008 criminal case against the two managers of the failed Bear Stearns hedge fund, Alan Dershowitz. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, Alan. Alan Dershowitz, one of the Epstein's Florida attorneys on the case, told Fox Business Network we would have been touting that if he had cooperated. The idea that Epstein helped in my prosecution is news to me. Israeli Startup In 2015, the Israeli newspaper Haaretz reported that Epstein invested in the startup reporting Homeland Security, rebranded as Carberine, in 2018. The startup is connected with Israel defense industry. It is headed by former Israel Prime Minister Ilhak Barak, who was also at one time the defense minister and chief of staff of the Israeli Defense Forces. The CEO of the company is Amal Alahi. Sorry, Amir. Amir Halahi. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, Amir. Amir Ahali, who was a special forces officer in uh, another name. Pinchiskas Burhukis. My God. Uh, it's on wikipedia.com. All right. I can't. These names. I hope I'm. I'm sorry I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Pinchinka Burhilis. My God. I'm, I hate saying. Uh, I hate saying people's names wrong. Anyway. Who was a director of the company. Who was at one time the defense ministry director general. And the commander of the IDF cyber unit. Epstein and Barack. The fan of Carbine. Were close. And Epstein offered him lodging at one of his apartment units. At 301 East 66th Street in Manhattan. Epstein had past experience with Israel's research and military sector. In April 2008 he went to Israel. And met with a number of research scientists. Visited differently Israeli military bases. During his trip he thought in staying in Israel. In order to avoid Israel. And possible jail for charges he was facing for sex crimes. However, he opted to return to the United States. He should have stayed. They probably would have gave him immunity. <clears throat> Who knows? Video recordings. Epstein installed concealed cameras in numerous places on this property to allege 
record sexually activity with underage girls by prominent people for criminal purposes, such as blackmail. That sound like some MK Ultra shit. <laughs> Let me repeat this again. Epstein installed concealed cameras in numerous places of the property to allegedly record sexual activity with underage girls by prominent people for criminal purposes, such as blackmail. Glissland Maxwell, Epstein's close companion, told a friend that Epstein's private island in the Virgin Islands was completely wired for video and the friend believed that Maxwell and Epstein were videotaping everyone on the island as an insurance policy. When the police raided his Palm Beach residence in 2006, two hidden pinhole cameras was discovered in his home. It was also reported that Epstein's mansion in New York was wired extensively with a video surveillance system. Maria Farmer, an artist who worked for Epstein in 1996, noted that Epstein showed her a media room in a New York mansion where there were individuals monitoring the pinhole cameras throughout the house. The media room was assessed through a hidden door. She stated in the media room that there were men sitting here, and I looked on the cameras and I saw a toilet, toilet, bed, bed, toilet, bed. She added it was very obvious that they were, like, monitoring private moments. Epstein allegedly led girls to powerful people to integrate himself with them so he can also claim possible blackmail information. According to the Department of Justice, he kept compact discs locked in his safe in the New York mansion with handwritten labels that included the description. Epstein partially confirmed that he had blackmail material when he told the New York Times reporter in 2018. Off the record that he did dirt on powerful people including information about the sexual proclivities and recreational drug use. Legal Proceedings First Criminal Case Initial Developments On March 2005, a woman contacted Florida's Palm Beach Police Department alleged that a 14-year-old stepdog had been taken to Epstein's mansion by an older girl. She was allegedly paid $300, equivalent to $390 in 2019. To strip and massage Epstein, she was allegedly undressed but the encounter wearing her underwear. Undressed but left the encounter wearing her underwear. Palm Beach Police game a 13-month undercover investigation of Upstein, including a search of his home. During the investigation, Palm Beach Police Chief Michael Realtor publicly accused the Palm Beach County State Prosecutor Barry Kishner of being too lenient and called help from the FBI. The Federal Bureau of Investigation then became involved. Subsequently, the police alleged that Epstein had paid several girls to perform sexual acts with him. Interviews with five alleged victims and 17 witnesses under oath, a high school transcript and other forms found in FC's trash and home allegedly showed that some of the girls involved were under 18. The youngest being 14, with many under 16. The police search of Espine's home found two hammer cameras and large numbers of photos of girls throughout the house. Some of whom the police had interviewed in the course of their investigation. Adriana Ross, a former model for Portland, who became an Epstein assistant, reportedly removed computer drives and other electronic equipment from the financials for the mansion before the Palm Beach police searched the home as part of their investigation. 
The court documents record that a search of Espine's residence by Palm Beach Police Detective Joseph Riccari in 2005 uncovered an incriminating Amazon receipt for books on sex slavery. The books are titled order SNM 101, A Realization Introduction, Slavecraft, Romance for Servitude, Principles, Skills and Tools, and Training with Miss Abernathy, a workbook for erotic slaves and their owners. A former employee told police that Epstein would receive messages three times a day. Especially, eventually, the FBI compiled reports on 35 confirmed minors, minors eligible for restitution, increased to 40 in the NPA, whose allegations of sexual abuse by Epstein included corroborating details. Julie Brown's 2018 expose in the Miami Herald identifies about 80 victims and located about 60 of them. She quotes that the police chief Rocco Rea is saying these was 50 something she's in one he and all the she's all basically told the same story. Details for the investigating including that 12 year old triplets were thrown for fans for x wing birthday and thrown back the following day after being sexually abused by the financer. It was alleged that young girls were accused from Brazil and other South American countries, former Soviet countries in Europe and John Luke's Brosnell MC2 modeling agency was also supplying girls to Epstein. In May 2006, Palm Beach Police filed a profiter clause affidavit saying that Epstein should be charged with four counts of unlawful sex with minors and one count of sexual abuse. State Prosecutor Kirshner convened a Palm Beach County Grand Jury, which was only done in capital cases, preventing evidence for only two victims. The Grand Jury returned with a single charge of felony solicitation of prostitution, to which Epstein pleaded not guilty in August 2006. Epstein's defense lawyers include Roy Black, Gerald Lefkoch, Harvard Law School professor Alan Dershowitz, and former U.S. Solicitor General Ken Starr. Linguist Stephen Picker also insisted. Hmm. Ken Starr, huh? Ken Starr is the individual that led the investigation on, on Bill Clinton's, um, when Bill Clinton was messing around with Monica Lewinsky. Hold on, I have to take a break. I have to get the door.
Hey guys, I'm back. Um, we had to take a little break. So, the non-prosecution agreement, the NPA, 2006 to 2008. In July 2006, the FBI began its own investigation of Epstein, nicknamed Operation Leafier. It resulted in a 53 indictment in 2007. Alexia Costo, then the U.S. Attorney of the Subject District of Florida, agreed to a plea deal, which Alan Dershowitz helped to negotiate to grant immunity for all federal criminal charges to Upstein, along with four named co-conspirators and any unnamed potential co-conspirators. According to the Miami Herald, the non-prosecution agreement essentially shut down an ongoing FBI probe and whether there were war victims and other powerful people who took part in Epstein's sex crimes. At the same time, he halted the investigation and sealed the indictment. The Miami Herald said Acosta agreed, despite federal law to the contrary, that the deal would be kept from the victims. Acosta later said he offered a lenient plea deal because he told that Epstein belonged to intelligence, was above his play grade and leave it alone. Epstein agreed to plead guilty in Florida State Court to two felony prosecution uh, charges, registered a sex offender, and played restitution to three dozen victims identified by the FBI. The plea deal was later described as a sweetheart deal. A federal judge later found that the prosecutors had violated the victims' rights and that they have concealed the agreement from the victims and instead urged them to have patience. Conviction and Sentencing On June 30, 2008, after Epstein pleaded guilty to a state charge, one of two, procuring for prostitution for a girl below age 18. He was sentenced to 18 months in prison while con most convicted sex offenders of Florida are sent to state prison. Epstein was then housed in a private wing of Palm Beach County Stockade and, according to the Sheriff's Office, was after three and a half months was allowed to leave jail on work release for up to 12 hours a day, six days a week. This contravened the sheriff's own policies requiring a maximum remaining sentence of 10 months and making sex offenders ineligible for the privilege. He was allowed to come and go outside the uh, specific release hours. Epstein's cell door was left unlocked and he had access to the attorney door where a television was installed for him before he was moved to a stockade previously unstaffed infirmary. He worked in the office as a foundation that he created shortly before reporting to jail. He dissolved it after he served his time. 
The sheriff offers to receive 120000 from Epstein's nonprofit to pay for the cost of extra services being provided during his work release. His office was monitored by permit deputies, whose overtime paid was by Epstein. They were required to wear suits and check welcome guests at the front desk. Later, the sheriff's office said these guest laws were destroyed per the apartment's records retention rules. Although inexplicably, the stockade visitor logs were not. He was allowed to use his own driver to drive him between jail and his office and other appointments. Epstein served almost 13 months before being released for a year of probation on house arrest until August 2010. While on probation, he was allowed numerous trips on his corporate jet to residents in Manhattan and the U.S. Virgin Islands. He was allowed long shopping trips to walk around Palm Beach for exercise. After contested hearing in January 2011 and had an appeal, he stayed registered as New York State as a level 3 high risk of repeat offense sex offender, a lifelong designation. At the hearing, the Manhattan District Attorney argued unsuccessfully that the level should be reduced to a low-risk level one and was chuckled by the judge. Despite opposition from lawyer that he had a main home in the U.S. Virgin Islands, the judge confirmed that he personally must check in with the New York Police Department every 90 days. Though Epstein had a level 3 registered sex offender in New York since 2010, the New York Police Department never enforced this 90-day regulation, though non-compliance is a felony. Damn. This dude got too much power. Shit. Reactions. The immunity agreement and his lenient treatment were the subject of ongoing public dispute. The Palm Beach police chief accused the state of giving him preferential treatment, and the Mariam Handel said the U.S. attorney Acosta gave Upstein the deal of a lifetime. Following Upstein's arrest in July 2019, the sex trafficking charges Acosta resigned as a secretary of labor executive July 19, 2019. Although the accusations became public, Several persons and institutions returned donations that they had received from Epstein, including Elliot Spitzer, Bill Richardson, and the Palm Beach Police Department. Harvard University announced it will not return any money. Various charitable donations that Epstein had made to finance children's education were also questioned. On June 18, 2010, Epstein's Florida house manager, Alfredo Rodriguez, was sentenced to 18 months in incarceration after being convicted on obstruction charge for failing to turn over to the police and subsequently trying to sell a journal in which he had recorded Epstein's activities. FBI Special Agent Christina Pyra reviewed the material and agreed it was information that would have been extremely useful in investigating and prosecuting the case, including names and contact information of material witnesses and additional victims. Let's talk about his silver cases. Jane Doe's v. Epstein. On February 6, 2008, an anonymous Virginia woman known as Jane Doe No. 2 filed a $50 million civil lawsuit in which federal court against Weinstein saying that when she was 16-year-old minor in 2004-2005, she was recruited to give Epstein a massage. 
She claims that she was taken to his mansion where he exposed himself and had sexual intercourse with her and paid her $200 in media afterward. Similar 50 million suit was filed in 2008 by different women who was represented by the same lawyer. These are several similar lawsuits dismissed. All other lawsuits have been settled by Epstein out of court. Epstein made many out of court statement settlements and alleged victims. Jane Doe's United States. A December 30, 2014 federal civil suit was filed in Florida by Jane Doe, Courtney Wilde, and Jane Doe II against the United States for violations of the Crime Victims Act by the U.S. Department of Justice MPA were obscene in its limited 2008 state plea. There was later an unsuccessful effort to add Virginia Roberts and another woman as plaintiffs to that case. The additions include Alan Durkowitz of sexually abusing a minor Jane Doe III provided by Epstein. The allegation against Dershowitz was stricken by the judge and eliminated for the case because they were outside the intent to suit the Rico open a pre-agreement. A document filed in court alleges that Epstein ran a sexual abuse ring and lent underage girls to prominent American politicians, powerful business executives, foreign presidents, a well-known prime minister, and other world leaders. This long-running lawsuit is pending in federal court aimed at vacating the federal plea agreement on the grounds that it violated victims' rights. On April 7, 2015, Judge Kenneth Mara ruled that the allegations made by alleged victim Virginia Roberts against Prince Andrew had no bearing on the lawsuit by alleged victims seeking to reopen SFC's non-persecution non plea deal with the federal government. The judge ordered that the allegation to be struck from the record. Judge Mara made no ruling as to whether claims by Roberts are true or false. Though he did not allow Jane Doe's three and four to join the suit, Mara specifically said that Roberts may later give evidence when the case comes to court. On February 21, 2019, in the case of two Jane Doe's v. United States, the senior judge of the U.S. District of Court for the Southern District of Florida, Kenneth Mara, said that federal prosecutors violated the law by failing to testify. It's a failing by notified victims before they allowed to plead guilty to only the two Florida offenses. The judge left open what the possible remedy could be. Here's another case. Virginia Roberts go fire v. Epstein. In December 2014, Florida court ruling filing by Bradley Edwards and Paul G. Cassell meant for the inclusion of the Crime Victors Act lawsuit. Virginia Roberts Gluffitt, known as the Virginia Roberts, alleges saw an affidavit that in, at the age 17, she had been sexually trafficked by Epstein and Glizanne Maxwell for their own use and their use by several officers, including Prince Andrew and retired Harvard left professor Alan Durkowitz. Gluffitt also claimed that Epstein, Maxwell, and others physically sexually abused her. This, she alleged that the FBI may have been involved in the cover-up. She said that she had served as Epstein sex slave from 1999 to 2002 and recruited other underage girls. 
Prince Andrew Epstein and Dershkowitz, all denying having sex with Gushera. Dershkowitz took legal action over the accusations. Glitch filed a defamation suit against Dershkowitz, claiming he personally made false and meticulous defamatory statements about her. A diary purported to belong to Gifford was published online. Epstein entered an out-of-court settlement with Gulfier, as he'd done in several other lawsuits. In 2019, Gulfier was interviewed by BBC's Paranoma, where she continued to attest that Epstein had trafficked her to Prince Andrew. She appealed directly to the public by saying, I implore the people in UK to stand up beside me to help me fight this fight, to not accept this as being okay. As of 2016, these accusations have not been tested in any court of law. Damn. The royal family. Shit. That's bugged out. <sighs> the plot thickens. Jane Doe v. Epstein and Trump. Uh-oh. <laughs> A federal lawsuit filed in California in April 2006 against Epstein and President Donald J. Trump by a California woman that alleged that the two men sexually assaulted her in a series of parties at Epstein's Manhattan residence in 1994, when she was 13 years old. The suit was dismissed by a federal judge in May 2016 because it did not raise valid claims of the federal law. The woman filed another suit in New York in June 2016, but it was withdrawn three months later. Apparently, without being served on the defendants. A third federal suit was filed in New York in September 2016. The two latest suits included Alpha Davis by an anonymous witness who attests to the accusations in the suits, asserting Epstein was employed by a procurer underage girls forum and an anonymous person who declared the plaintiff had told him and her about the assaults at the time they occurred. The plaintiff, who had filed anonymously as Jane Doe, was scheduled to appear in the Los Angeles press conference six days before the 2016 election, but abruptly canceled the event. Her lawyer, Lisa Bloom, asserted that the woman had received threats. The suit was dropped on November 4, 2016. Trump attorney Ann Garden flatly denied the allegations while Epstein declined to comment. In 2017, Samuel Robson filed a suit against Epstein and Maxwell, alleging that Maxwell had hired her to give massages to Epstein and let it threaten to physically harm her or destroy her career prospects if she not complied with their sexual demands at his mansion in New York City and all his private Caribbean island. Little St. James. The suit was settled in 2018 under disclosed terms. Bradley Edwards defamation v. Epstein. A safe civil lawsuit in Florida filed by attorney Bradley Edwards against Epstein was scheduled for trial in December 2018. The trial was expected to provide victims with their first opportunity to make their accusations in public. However, the case was settled on the first day of trial with Epstein publicly apologizing to Edwards and other terms of the settlement was confidential. Maria Farmer, Epstein and Maxwell. 
On April 16, 2019, Maria Farmer went public and filed a sworn affidavit in federal court in New York, alleging that she and her older 15-year-old sister Annie has been sexually assaulted by Epstein and Maxwell in separate locations in 1996. Farmer had met Epstein and Maxwell at a graduate art gallery reception at the New York Academy of Art in 1995. The following year, in the summer of 1996, they hired her to work on an art project in Leslie Wexner's Ohio mansion, where she was then sexually assaulted. Farmer reported the incident to New York City Police Department and the FBI. Farmer's affidavit stated that during the same summer, Esme fooled her then 15-year-old sister to his new Mexico property where he and Maxwell sexually assaulted her on a massage table. My God, so many accusations. Damn. This dude is a serial rapist. Jennifer Arazo v. Epstein and Maxwell. On July 22, 2019, while in jail rating trial, Epstein was served with a petition regarding a pending civil lawsuit by Jennifer Anars. I hope I'm not mispronouncing your name, Miss Jennifer. Uh, she stated that an associate for Epstein had recruited her outside the Talent Unlimited High School at age 14, and she was gradually grown for over a year before Epstein raped her in his New York City mansion when she was 15. Anuz filed her suit on August 14, 2019, but when New York state law was updated to allow one year for adult survivors of child abuse for to sue for previous offenses, regardless of how long ago the abuse took place, the October 2019 Anuz amended her complaint to include over 20 corporate entities associated with Upstein and named the additional individuals Leslie Groff and Kimberly Espinosa as enablers. Damn. Caitlin Doe as Al V. Upstein's estate. Three women, Caitlin Doe, Lisa Doe, and Priscilla Doe. Was those the ladies in the documentaries? The sisters? Uh, I don't know. I gotta look at the documentary again. Caitlin Doe, Lisa Doe, and Priscilla Doe. To the estate of Jeffrey Upstein on August 20, 2019. Two of the women were 17 and one was 20 when they met Epstein. The women alleged that they were recruited, subjected to a run of sex acts, and controlled by Upstein, a vast enterprise of co conspirators. Jane Doe v. Epstein's estate, a New York accuser of Epstein, known as only Jane Doe, announced a federal lawsuit against the estate in the Southern District of New York in September 18, 2019, stating that she was recruited in 2002 and sexually abused by Epstein for three years, starting at age 14. Teresa Helm, Epstein's estate. Five women, Teresa Helm, Annie Farmer, Murray, Maria Farmer, Juliet Bryant, and the identified women represented by David Boris sued Epstein's estate in Federal District Court in Manhattan in November 2019, accusing them of rape, battery, and false privilege, and seeking unspecific damages. Jane Doe 15 v. Epstein's estate. 
On November 18, 2019, a woman identified as Jane Doe 15 made a public appearance with her attorney Gloria Allred to announce that she was suing the estate of Jeffrey Upstein in the District of Court of Southern District of New York, alleging that he would be manipulated, trafficked, and sexually abused her in 2004 when she was 15 years old. Teresa Davies versus Epstein's estate. On November 24, 2019, Teresa Davies appeared with her attorney Gloria Allred and allowed her lawsuit in Manhattan Federal Court against Epstein's estate. Davies stated that after meeting Epstein in 2002, he sexually assaulted and trafficked her in New York, New Mexico, Florida, and the Virgin Islands in France. Jane Doe's 1 and 9 v. Epstein's estate. My God, that's ridiculous. So many damn women, so many little girls. The fuck? This guy is a predator, bro. Jane Doe's 1-9 v. Epstein's estate. On December 3rd, 2019, lawyer Jordan Merson filed a lawsuit in New York on behalf of nine anonymous accusers. Jane Doe's 1-9 and against Epstein's estate for battery, assault, and intentional emotional distress. The date claims, the claims date from 1985 through the 2000s and includes individuals who were 13, 14, and 15 when they first encountered Epstein. J.J. Doe v. Epstein's estate. The lawsuit was filed by Bradley Edwards on behalf of his client in his late 2019. The inclusive J.J. Joe is described as being a 14-year-old resident of Palm Beach County at the time Epstein abused her in 2004. U.S. Virgin Islands v. Epstein's estate. A lawful suit was filed in Superior Court of the U.S. Virgin Islands in January 2020, alleging that Upstein ran a sex trafficking conspiracy for over two decades. Though 2018 with children as young as 11 years old on Epstein's Caribbean islands, according to Attorney General Denise George, his alleged criminal activities on the islands was concealed through a complex network of companies. In January 2020, a lawsuit was filed against Maxwell and Epstein alleging that he recruited a 13-year-old music student at the Itchelid Center of the Arts in 1994 and subjected her to sexual abuse. The suit states that Jane Doe was repeatedly sexually assaulted by Epstein over a four-year period and that Maxwell played a key role in both her recruitment and participating in the assaults. Second criminal case. Trafficking charges. On July 6, 2019, Epstein was arrested at Teterboro Airport in New Jersey on sex trafficking charges. He was jailed in a Metropolitan Correctional Center in New York City, which has held prisoners such as John Gotti, Jaquin L. Chapto Guzman, and Paul Manafort. According to witnesses and the sources of the day of his arrest, about a dozen FBI agents forced open the door to his Manhattan townhouse. The Herbert N. Strauss House, which such warrants the search of his town turned up evidence of sex trafficking and also found hundreds and perhaps thousands of sexually subjective photographs of fully or partially nude females. Some of the photos were confirmed as those of underage females in a locked safe. Compact disc was found with handwritten labels including the descriptions. Young, Mixed News, and Girl Pick News. 
Also found in this safe was 700,000 in cash, 48 diamonds, and a fraudulent Australian passport, which expired in 1987 that had Epstein's photo but another name. The passport had numerous entrance and exit stamps, including entrance stamps that showed the use of passport for enter France, Spain, and the United Kingdom and Saudi Arabia in the 1980s. The passport showed his place of residence at Saudi Arabia. According to his attorneys, Esfine has been advised to acquire the passport as an influential member of Jewish faith. He was in danger of being kidnapped while traveling aboard. On July 8th, prosecutors with the Public Corruption Unit of the Southern District of New York charged him with sex trafficking and conspiracy to traffic minors for sex. The grand jury indictment alleges that dozens of underage girls were brought into Epstein's mansion for sexual encounters. Judge Kenneth Mara was to decide whether the non-prosecution agreement that protected Epstein for the more serious charges still stands. Epstein requested to release on bond, offering to post $100 million with the condition that he will also submit to house arrest in his New York City mansion. U.S. Judge Richard M. Berman denied the request on July 18, saying that Epstein posed a danger to the public and a serious fights were to avoid persecution. On July 23rd, Esfine was found injured semi-conscious at 19.30 a.m. on the floor of his cell with marks around his neck and that were expected to result in either a suicide attempt or an assault. His cellmate, former New York City police officer Nicholas Tartagling, who was charged with four counts of murder, was questioned about Esfine's condition. He denied having any knowledge of what happened. Epstein himself saying he recollected nothing. According to NBC News, the two sources said that Epstein might try to harm himself. Third said that the injuries were not serious and could not have been staged. Fourth said that the assault by a cellmate had not been ruled out. Investigation in France. On August 23, 2019, the Prosecution Office in Paris, France, opened a preliminary investigation into Upstein. He is being investigated for rape and sexual assault of minors under the age of 15, criminal association with a view to committing crimes, and the association with criminals to view to committing offenses. The prosecutor said that the goal of the investigation is to find possible crimes committed in France and elsewhere against French citizens. Mm. Okay. This guy was a monster. Mm. So much. So much things to talk about. Yeah, so here's what we're going to do. I am going to... I'm going to talk about his personal life, which is probably the last thing. I'm going to talk about what Upstein, and then I'm going to talk about his girlfriend, and I'm going to talk about the list. All the celebrities that rode on that plane. 
Second criminal case. On July 6, 2019, Esfine was arrested at Tierra Airport in New Jersey on sex trafficking charges. He was jailed at the Metropolitan Correction Center in New York City, which has held prisoners such as John. I already said this. I'm losing my place. Sorry about that, guys. Alright, this is his personal life. Previous long-term girlfriends associated with Epstein included Eva Addison Dublin and publisher heiress Gorgina Maxwell. Epstein was romantically linked to Anthony Dumas for an 11-year period in the 1980s, and the two remained friendly well after her marriage to Glenn Dublin. Epstein met Maxwell, daughter of disgraced media baron Robert Maxwell, by 1991. Epstein had Maxwell come to the United States in 1991 to recover from her grief following the death of her father. Maxwell was implicated by several Epstein's accusers as procuring and recruiting underage girls in addition to once being Epstein's girlfriend. In 2009 disposition, several Epstein Houseport employees testified that Maxwell had a central role in both his public and perfect private life referring as to his, his main girlfriend, who was also handed a hiring, supervising, and firing of staff around 1992. In 1995, Esfine renamed her as one of his companies, Gazazan Corporation and Palm Beach Broader. The company was dissolved in 1998. Maxwell moved into a 7,000-square-foot townhouse less than 10 blocks from Esfine's New York mansion. This townhome was purchased for $4.95 million by an anonymous limited liability company with an interest that matches the office of Jay Upstein and co-representing the buyer was Danny Indyke. Esfine, longtime lawyer in a 2003 Vanity Fair expose, Epstein returned to Maxwell as my best friend. Epstein was a longtime acquaintance of Prince Andrew and Tom Barack. All attended parties with many prominent people including Bill Clinton, George Stephanos, Donald Trump, Katie Couric, and Woody Allen, and Harvey Weinstein. His contacts included Rupert Murdoch, Michael Bloomberg, Richard Branson, Michael Jackson, Alec Baldwin, the Kennedys, the Rockefellers, and the Rothschilds. His contacts who included Israeli Prime Minister Ugg Barak, British Prime Minister Tony Blair, and Saudi Arabian Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Both Clinton and Trump claimed that they never visited Epstein's Island. Epstein owned a private Boeing 727 jet nicknamed the Lolita Express and traveled in frequently lodging 6,600 flying hours a year, usually with guests on board. The jet got its nickname for the Lolita Express from the locals in the Virgin Islands, but because of the apparent frequent arrival with underage teenage girls to Little St. James. In 2003, Epstein flew to Cuba aboard his plane with Colombian President Andres Patrona Arango at the invitation of Cuban President Fidel Castro. According to Flores Santiago of the Miami Herald, Epstein was likely considering relocating to Cuba to order to escape U.S. law enforcement. Epstein was under investigation from the U.S. law enforcement at the time. In 2009, Epstein's brother Mark claimed Trump had flown on Epstein's plane at least once. He later told the Washington Post that Trump flew numerous times on Epstein's plane, although Mark was only present on one of the flights. According to Marco Cochran, 
Trump flew Esween on his own airplane. Dang. He later told Dozen International, the Washington, on his own Dozen International location. Sorry, I lost my place. Flight Watch did not list any Secret Service detail for at least five flights. On the Asia trip and Secret Service stated that there was no evidence of former president making a trip to Epstein's private island. In 2019, a Clinton spokesperson stated that 2002 and 2003, Clinton took four trips on Epstein's airplane, making stops on all three continents, all with his staff and Secret Service detail. At the time of Epstein's 2019 arrest, Clinton's spokeswoman Angel Urena stated that Clinton had not spoken to Epstein in well over a decade. And he has not been to Little St. James Island, Epstein Ranch in New Mexico, or his residence in Florida. In a profile Epstein in New York Magazine in 2002, Former Democrat Senator Leader George J. Michael said of Epstein, I will certainly call him a friend and a supporter in the same circle, Donald Trump remarked. I've known Jeff for 15 years, terrific guy. He's a lot of fun to be with. He's even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do. So many of them are on the Logan side. No doubt about it, Jeffrey enjoys his social life. In July 2019, Trump said I knew him like everybody in Palm Beach knew him saying four times he had not been a fan of Epstein and he had not spoken to him in about 15 years. A video shot of every uh, in two, 1992 surfaced showing the two men party at Mar-a-Lago. <sighs> By 2007, Trump reportedly banned Epstein for his Mar-a-Lago club for a seemly pursuit of young females. The ban allegation was included in court documents filed by attorney Bradley Edwards, although Edwards later said it was a rumor he tried to but could not confirm. Bill Clinton lauded Epstein as a committed philanthropist with insights and generosity. At the time Epstein was on the board of Rockefeller University, a member of Trilateral Commission and the Council of Foreign Relations, and was a major donor to Harvard University. Epstein visited the White House while Clinton was president on four known occasions. In 1993, he went to a donor event at the White House with his companion, Glizan Maxwell. Around the same time, he also met with President Clinton's aide, Mark Middleton, at least three occasions in the White House. In 1995, financial enforcer discussed Jeffrey Epstein cursing stabilization with Clinton. Epstein, according to his own accounts, was heavily involved in foreign exchange market and trade large amounts of currency in the unregulated forex market. In 1995, Epstein also attended a small political fundraiser dinner for Bill Clinton, which included 14 other people such as Mom Perlman, Don Johnson, Jimmy Buffet, and a dinner organizer Paul Prepsery. In 1990s to mid-2000s, Epstein also socialized with Prince future President Trump, offer Michael Wolf wrote about Trump, Epstein, and Tom Barak would at the time like a set of nightlight musketeers on the social scene. Epstein and Trump socialized both in New York City and Palm Beach, where they both had houses. 
In April 2003, New York Magazine reported Epstein hosted a dinner party in his Manhattan residence to honor Bill Clinton, who did not attend, although Trump did attend. According to Washington Post, one person who knew Epstein and Trump during the time noted that they were right and they were right each other's wingmen. In November 2004, Epstein and Trump's friendship ran into trouble when they became abroad in a bidding war for a 40 million mansion, Mansion de Nomite, which was being auctioned in Palm Peace. Trump won the auction of 41 million and successfully sold the property four years later for 95 million to Russian billionaire Dmitry Robolev. Isn't that the guy that owns the New York Nets? Mm. The Brooklyn Nets? Let me see. Dmitry Robolev. No. He's the president of Monaco Football Club. Uh, okay. I thought his name. Yeah, he is the president of um, the football team that's in Monaco. Alright. That's for all you FIFA fans and World Cup fans. I don't know too much about soccer like that. I lost my place. Give me a second. The last month was the time SP and Trump recorded to have interacted. The exact origin of Epstein's wealth is unknown. Leslie Wexner was one of the source of Epstein's original wealth. An assistant of Epstein also stated that he got his fortune started through Robert Maxwell, the media mogul father of Glistani Maxwell. When Epstein pleaded guilty in 2008 to soliciting and procuring prostitution, his lawyer stated it was a billionaire with a left worth of over $1 billion. A number of sources, however, has questioned the extent of Elspine's wealth and his status as a billionaire. According to the article in New York Times, his fortune may be more illusionary than fact. Espin lost large sums of money in the 2008 financial crisis, and friends and patrons, including retail billionaire Leslie Wexler, deserted him, following him pleading guilty to prosecution card charges in 2008. The New York Magazine claimed that there was skank proof of Epstein's financial bona fides, and Forbes also ran an article entitled Why Sex Offender Jeffrey Epstein is Not a Billionaire. Hmm. New York Magazine claimed that there's scant proof of Epstein's financial bona fides. And Forbes ran an article entitled, Why Sex Offender Jeffrey Upstein is Not a Billionaire. That's interesting. All this moves and all this power that he has, why doesn't he, why he's not a multi-billionaire? Spencer Coven, an attorney for three of Epstein's alleged victims in the case where Epstein pleaded guilty to sexual activity with minors, stated that he and his team procured, pursued, I'm pronouncing that word wrong. He and his team pursued every possible angle to find out that Epstein's net worth, but found that there was much of his wealth is offshore. 
The investigating by the Miami handle of the Swiss League's documents indicated that Epstein had multiple financial accounts with millions of dollars in offshore tax havens. In the Paradise Papers, records show that Epstein in February 1997 became a client of Appleby. Appleby, a Bermuda-based law firm which specialized in the creation of offshore companies and investment vehicles for the ultra-wealthy. A client profile of Epstein described his job cryptically as the manager of fortune. Hmm. Federal prosecutors in July 12, 2019 stated in court documents that based on records for one financial institution that Jeffrey Upstein was extremely extravagantly wealthy and had assets worth at least $500 million and earned more than $10 million a year. The extent of his wealth, however, is not known since he had not filed out a financial affidavit on his bail application. According to Bloomberg News, there is little known about Epstein's current business or clients, that the only things that can be valued with any certainty are his properties. The Miami Hamble in their investigation of Paradise Papers and the Swiss Leaks documents concluded that Epstein's wealth is likely spread secretly across the globe. Epstein owned the Herbert H. Swass House on 9th East 71st Street in the Upper East Side of Manhattan, New York City. It was originally purchased for $13.2 million in 1989 by Epstein's mentor, Lex Wexner, who renovated it completely. Epstein moved into the mansion in 1995 after Wexner married and moved into his wife to Columbus, Ohio to raise their family. He took full possession of the mansion in 1998 when he paid Wexter $20 million for it. The house was valued in 2019 by federal prosecutors at $77 million. While the city upsets its value to $56 million, the mansion is reputedly the largest private residence in Manhattan, 21,000 square feet. Hidden under the flight of stairs, there is a lead lamp bathroom filtered with its own closed-circuit television screens and telephone. Both concealed in a cabinet under the sink. It has its own heated sidewalk to melt away the snow. The entrance hall is lined with rows of individually framed prosthetic eyeballs that were made in England for injured soldiers. The finance or other properties include a residence in Palm Beach, Florida, purchased in 1990. Several units in an apartment building near the Arc de Triomphe at 22 Avenue Fulch in Paris, France. A 7,500-acre ranch named Zara Ranch near Stanley, New Mexico, purchased in 1993. A private island near St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands called Little St. James, which includes a mansion and guest houses, purchased in 1998. And the neighboring island of Great St. James, purchased in 2016. Epstein was built in a compound later, including an amphitheater and an underwater office and pool, but ran into problems when a stop work order was issued in late 2018. Work continued despite the order. Epstein, previous to his financial Manhattan home, lived in a spacious townhouse, which was former Iranian government building that had been taken over by the State Department during the Iranian Revolution. At 34th East 69th Street for a rate of 15000 a month from 1992 to 1995. 
He was previously owned a mansion outside Columbus Island near Wexler's home from 1992 to 1998, which he purchased from his mentor. Before the Herbert Strug House was open, Wexner purchased in 1990, 1988 the adjacent townhouse at 11 East 71st Street. Like the case of 9 East 71st Street House, Epstein was the deed of the 11 East 71st Street House as the trustee. The Howe House was sold in 1996 to the Comet Trust, which holds part of the assets of the Glingsburg Bronson family. Epstein rented offices for his business building in the Villa House at 457 Mansion, Madison Avenue. Stephen Hoffenberg originally set up the offices for Epstein in 1987, where he was consulting for Tower Financial. Epstein used three of his offices until 2003. Around this time, Michael Wolf saw the financer in his home, which in the past were the offices of random houses. Wolf noted that Epstein's offices were a strange place but did not have corporate feel at all. Wolf stated that the offices was almost European. It's old, old-fashioned, unrehabbed in this way. Wolf continued that the trading floor is filled with guys in Yamaluks. Who they are, I have no idea. They're like a throwback, a bunch of guys from the 50s. So where is Jeffrey in this incredibly beautiful office with piece of art and view of the courtyard? But he seems like the most relaxed guy in the world. What is going on here? He gives you that chizier smile. Epstein rented multiple apartment units for his employees, models, and guests since the 1990s at 301 East 66th Street. The majority of the apartment complex is address owned by Osa Properties, which is owned by Jeffrey Epstein's brother Mark, who purchased the complex in the early 1990s from Wexner. Over the years, Epstein has held different friends at 11 East 71st Street, including his ex-girlfriend Eva Anderson, who is now married to his hedge fund friend Glenn Dubrin. MC2 models follow Jean-Luc Brevno on occasions with former Israeli Prime Minister Erdogan Brock has his house some of his workers including his pilot housekeeper and work office staff in the apartment complex. Epstein has held over underage girls who brought his scouted for his MC2 modeling agency. On August 6, 2012, a model and party promoter associated with MC2, Pedro Gosbaum, which lived another in the modern ages location in Manhattan, died what considered to be a suspicious drug overdose. Hmm. Yeah. Here's his political donations. From 1989 until 2003, Epstein donated more than 130,000 to the U.S. Democratic Party federal candidates and committees, over 18,000 to the U.S. Republican Party candidates and groups. Epstein con contributed 50,000 to Democrat Bill Richardson's successful campaign for the governor of New Mexico in 2002 and again for a successful run for re-election in 2006. Also that year, he contributed 15000 to the Democrat Gary King's successful campaign for Attorney General of New Mexico. He later contributed 35000 to King's 2014 unsuccessful campaign for governor. 
Other contributions in the New Mexico included Epstein's 10,000 towards Jim Boxia's Jim Bacas. Hey Jim, if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, I'm sorry. Towards Jim Baca's campaign to become head of the land commission in 2000 towards Santa Fe County Sheriff Jim Solano's bid for re-election. In 2010, Epstein received a notice from New Mexico Department of Public Safety which said, you are not required to register as a sex offender with the state of Mexico. This was in contravention of federal law, which would seem to say that the conviction of Floyd required him to register in New Mexico. Is some of this philanthropy. Let's see. In 1991, Epstein was one of the four donors who pledged to raise U.S. $20 million for a hotel student building Rusk Prisby Hall at Harvard University. In 2000, Epstein established the Jeffrey Epstein Six Foundation, which funds science and research and education. Prior to 2003, the foundation funded Martin Novak's research at the Institute for Advanced Study in Princeton, New Jersey. In May 2003, Epstein pledged a series of donations totaling U.S. $30 million to create a mathematical, biologically, and evolutionary dynamics program at Harvard, which was run by Martin Novak. According to the Boston Gold, the actual amount received from Epstein was U.S. $6.5 million. In 2019, Forum deleted a 2013 article that called Epstein one of the largest backers of cutting-edge science after the New York Times revealed this offer. Drew Hendricks had been paid $600 to submitly falsely as his own. According to attorney Jeremy LaCroft, Epstein was part of the original group that conceived the Clinton Global, no Global Initiative. Epstein co-organized a science event illusionist skeptic Al Skeptical called the Mindship Conference. The conference took place in 2010 on Epstein's private little island, St. James. In attendance were scientists Marie Glenmon, Lena Midlow, and Jenner Susselman. I hope I'm not pronouncing your name wrong, so the scientist that I just named. The true extent of Epstein's donation is unknown. The Jeffrey Epstein Six Foundation fails to disclose information on other charities routinely disclosed. Concerns have been raised over this lack of transparency. In 2015, the Attorney General of the State of New York was reported to be trying to gain information but it was received since the charities were based on outside of the state and did not solicit New York State. Epstein besides making donation through the Jeffrey Epstein Six Foundation also made a number of charitable donations to the three private charities. The Epstein Interest, the Cog Foundation, and the Gratitude American Limited. According to federal tax filings, Epstein 30 million between 1998 and 2018. Though these three charities following his death, a number of scientists instituted institutions, notably Harvard University, came under criticism for accepting money from Epstein and his foundation, with some individuals offering to give money away donated by Epstein. Interest in eugenics and transhumanism. Oh, God. Uh, red flag. 
Oh god, he's a eugenics person? Here we go. Oh, that just makes it even worse. <laughs> oh, that guy's a freaking... Oh, man. That's some Hitler, Margaret Singer bullshit. Anyway... According to various sources, Epstein beginning in the early 2000s showed a strong interest in improving the human race through genetic engineering and artificial intelligence. Including using his own sperm, he addressed the science community at various events and occasions and communicated his fascination with eugenics. Uh, I need to do an episode on eugenics, boy. <laughs> God. It was reported in August 2019 that the Espine had planned to seed the human race with his DNA by impregnating up to 20 million at a time using his New Mexico compound as a baby ranch where mothers would give birth to his offspring. He was an advocate of crinetics in his own endoscrinocratic version of transhumanism where he said that he tended to have his penis and head frozen. What? This dude wanted his penis to be frozen. <laughs> oh God, anybody who wants to impregnate, any man that wants to impregnate the human race with his seed is a fucking asshole. Ah, <laughs> uh, this guy wants to be King Solomon so fucking bad. <laughs> Ah, he is such a fucking creep. Kathleen Hull Jameson, director of Agilberg Public Policy Center at the University of Pennsylvania, said, Scientists need funding for important work. If the funding is legitimate scientific work, there is nothing wrong with accepting support from a billionaire. It would have been wrong for scientists to accept this funding if they were aware that he was planning a eugenics experiment that might draw legitimacy from association with them. Professor George Church also publicly apologized for meeting Epstein after his 13-month sentence, saying that there should have been more conversations about should we be doing this, should we be helping this guy. There was just a lot of nerd television. Hm. Boy. Yeah, and that's the end of Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, this, I'm not reading anymore. <laughs> Fuck this guy. <laughs> anyway, um, this episode went longer than expected. I was going to talk about Nick Cannon's situation, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to close this episode out here. Um, Thank you for listening to Black Wall Street Chronicles. Again, follow me on Instagram, BlackHockey840. Please uh, subscribe to my YouTube page, which is Pain308TV. And if you go into Instagram and you go to my bios, it basically has every other link that you can go. Thank you very much, and... I want you guys to enjoy your night. God bless.